This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's Pharrell on the bench in the biggest way possible. Hanging out. Bad dude, broken dude, bad. I'm over the bad. I don't see the pain around a bunch of bad. That's a bad taste. Bad law, bad dude, bad bread, bad is it, bad vibes. We are live in the Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loan Studios in New York City. They found a better way to mortgage so you can focus on making your new house home. Rocket Mortgage, push button, get mortgage. People dress in plastic bags, directed traffic, some kind of fashion, shake it up, should do it. All my friends that come around, flat to flat to party up, rats on the west side, bed bugs uptown, what a mess, this town's a tatter, but places splattered all over Manhattan, should do be shake out. Are you with us tonight from New York? All right, 855-212-4227 is the number to get on the bench. Brought to you by Geico. Great news. You can save a ton of money if you switch to Geico. Go to geico.com. And in 15 minutes, you can save 15% on your car insurance. What's his name? Buchnevich? Is that the guy's name? He had the goal, not Kreider. Your boy Panarin Bread Company with two tonight. They needed that guy on Broadway. I'll tell you what, that guy can flat out score. Yeah, he's lived up to the signing so far. It's just some of these other guys around him need to pick up the you know the slack. He's been good. You know, Akako's been good, but some of these other guys need to get in behind them and you know give them some support. Yeah, bottom line, what that means in Portuguese is Panarin and Kako are good. Everybody else sucks because <laughs> they don't win enough. So yeah, defense gets way too many shots put out in goal against them. Jerry Baum will join us tonight at 1040 East, our college football insider from CBSSports.com. The latest college football playoff rankings released last night. LSU stays on top, followed by Ohio State, Clemson, and Georgia. Alabama, Oregon, and uh, Utah lurking on the outside looking in. Does Bama still have a shot with no Tua? Tua Tagovailoa with the... You know, bottom line, uh, tore his hip up, had surgery, broke his hip socket. Is that about right? And then got his nose smashed in in that game over the weekend. What, with uh, Mississippi State, was it, that they were playing? So uh, he's finished. Uh, I see a lot of people are, like, blaming Nick Saban for that, that injury. And uh, I, I find that hilarious. What, what is that about? Like, does the guy not go to school there to play football? Is he not, like, playing football every week when he's good, good to go? Like, if he's he was good to go. It was still the first half. I, I get it was 35-3 to three or whatever the score was. You know how many games he's taken him out and he hasn't played the fourth quarter? A lot in the last two years. Right. So he does take him out of games in the fourth quarter. Still the first half. What do you want him to do? I don't understand. Like, does he not? Is he not the star quarterback number one going to the NFL? Everything else, he's there to play for national championships. He's not there to like take you know days off. What is that? What is his load management? Oh, now? we're up five scores, so get out of the game. All right, no more reps for you this week. Go yeah, sit down. Whatever. Who does that? No one. You know, 
if you look at every college quarterback, right, in the country, do they not play the game? Do they not play the whole game? They might go out late in the game, but that's it. There's no starting quarterbacks in college football leaving at the half. Yeah, look, if it's 45-3 start of the fourth quarter and you want to take them out, I get That's fine. it, you, you know, but but you're not seriously blaming that you want, guy. You want for him to that. sit a whole half? Well, do you see all these people blaming Saban that it's his fault that he's losing millions? Well, because most people like me can't stand the guy and they want to get on him for anything. But this right. is something that you can't get on him. All right, for. so here's the deal: the guy is gonna tumble in that draft. There's no denying that. Now he's just never gonna. In my view, I don't believe he'll ever be the same. Will he still come out? Oh, will he stay at Alabama now? That's a question I guess you could ask. But here's the deal. You know, that might be a smart thing to stay because he's going to drop, in my view. Now, everyone says, uh, you know, otherwise, that he's not going to go, like, out of the first round. I believe now, I I actually believe he's like a third or fourth rounder. I don't believe he's a first-round draft pick anymore. Listen, if you break your hip (laughs) when you're in college – you're telling me that he's never he's going to be fine. He'll he'll never have another problem. I bet that bothers him the rest of his life. Listen, I broke my hand, I broke my rotator, I broke I tore my labrum, I have broke my kneecap, I have done every I have broke every finger 5 times. And I mean to tell you unequivocally, I don't know about you about injuries cuz I've had a lot of them. The feet, the bone spurs, everything, plantar fascia, that stuff it never, ever is the same. So I broke my hand in five places. It's never been the same ever again. It's never the same. I don't care what they say. Well, we had surgeries. Great. Whatever. Dude, if you don't think that breaking your hip is bad, for like who wants some guy, seriously, that broke his hip? Like you're telling me that guy's not going to have other problems with that thing the rest of his career? I bet it's the beginning of the end. I think you'd be taking such a large risk if you drafted him in April without him touching a field between now and then. You would be taking such a huge risk. And what are people saying about that? Is that I heard that he's still a first-rounder. Well, yeah, some people think so, but <sighs> for him not to do anything between now and then, because with this injury, I'm, he's not going to be able to get out on a field and throw a football in he March, can't right? Run, do anything. He can't do anything. So you're taking such an enormous risk if you drafted him. He might get through the next couple of months and his people talk to him, and, and maybe it is the best play for him is to come back and try to Because what is he, a sophomore? Year. Technically second year, yeah. So, so he, let he me ask you this question. Is, do you think that the kid, Mac, is that his name, Mac Jones? Yes. Do you think he can even beat Auburn? Well, look, I mean, are they if still you're, if, you're getting, if you're getting recruited to Alabama, I'm under the assumption that you're, really good. you're better than everybody at everywhere else, right? Alabama gets all the best players, first string, second string, third string. They have all the best players, right? Right. right. So I'm assuming that he's better than the first string at most SEC schools. Right. Yes or no? Right. So he should be able to go in there and get it done. All right. But you, do you think that uh, – are you still under the, the guise that they're going to make it? No, I'm not. You think they're out? I think that there. What is yeah. the deal with this goddamn phone? Is this thing driving me nuts with this bell ringing? What is the deal? My wristwatch is ringing like a like a. What is this? The chimes? Do, do you hear it? Can you hear? It? I did not hear it. No, we can't hear you. Things driving me nuts. Every t- five seconds, it rings like a bell in my on my hand. It's driving me nuts. Shut up! I'm gonna punch you in the face.
What now? I think there's two scenarios where they don't make it. They need LSU and Georgia to play in the SEC title game and Georgia to win. That would definitely keep them out because then LSU and Georgia would both be in. The other is Oregon and Utah both continue to win. They play in the Pac-12 title game, and the winner of that with one loss, will they have a better case than Alabama with no SEC title, no nothing, not, a, not a lot of not a lot of quality. What do they have? One loss, right? Kuznetsov scored for the Capitals three one. Twelve will go nuts if that happens. They let Alabama in. I agree that they'll go nuts, and no one cares what they think. Look, everybody knows that Alabama, you know, man to man, roster to roster, is better than those two teams in the Pac twelve. But it's what you've done this year. This is what it is. Memphis star James Wiseman uh, gets officially suspended 12 games, so 11 more. He's already missed one, so 11 games. He'll be back in early January from the uh, Penny Hardaway giving him money to his mother to help their uh, move to Memphis back in the day in high school. Now, here's the deal. That's a great situation, if you ask me, for Wiseman, because they were saying he's done for the year before, that he was finished, and he was going right to the draft. Now he'll be ready to play in conference play and the conference tournament and the NCAAs. That's the best deal they could have ever dreamed of and prayed for, that their big monster, this guy they're saying is number one draft pick in the league. He's a monster. Now, I've only watched him play a couple times, so I got to get more uh, tape of him. I got to see him uh, ball more. And we're not going to see him for a couple uh, months. Fight, fight breaking out, fight. Anyway. Miles Garrett used a uh, past helmet swinging incident in the NFL back in 2013 uh, during his appeal today in New York to try to get his indefinite suspension lowered by the league. Will Garrett get back on the field this year? We'll talk about it tonight on the bench. And Mike Babcock fired by the Toronto Maple Leafs. Stunning development, Carver High. He's a great coach. Uh, made a lot of money. Made a lot of money. but Won he a lot of Stanley Cups. But wasn't on the same page as the young GM and Brendan Shanahan. So out the door he goes. How long before he's got a can't job? Blame, can't blame him anymore, though. They got a lot of people that, you know, all the excuses were being dumped on his lap for what, you know, they've had an awful start to the year. Right. So he's gotten all the excuses. So what happens if they keep playing bad now? Who gets the excuses then? Does it then move to the Matthews Sheldon and Sheldon Keith got the job? Sheldon Keith, who was won titles with the Is that Harleys Keith or Sutherland's cousin? Possibly. Uh, where is he? He was doing the Marlies. He's been with the Marlies in the, with Toronto for a Bob long time. Bob Marley? Yeah. Won uh, the Calder Cup there, all that stuff. Nine, ten, and four start, and near the bottom of the Eastern Conference, the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs with the vaunted John Tavares. Horrible hockey team. Good evening, Toronto. Uh, 855-212-4227 to get on the bench. I'm live in New York on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to Pharrell on the bench. So, Mafia, um, Gunner went with uh, Giannis over Luka, and I thought, I told him to go Luka because, now their numbers are eerily similar, right? So he's having this uh, fantasy draft and for basketball. And I'm like, take Luka, he has more dimes. He does everything. He scores rebounds and has more dimes. The other guy also has more rebounds and less dimes. He has scoring, he, he leads in scoring by like two points, more rebounds, but Luca has uh, all three. At the end of the day, he has all three. The other guy has two of the three. So he still has six dimes a game. The other guy's like dropping triple doubles right. every game. 
I said take Luka Doncic as the number one pick, and he took Giannis instead. You know, you can't really go wrong either way. I think that what might benefit him with taking Giannis instead of Luka is that uh, in fantasy basketball especially, you all have all the different stats. It's not just like scoring, rebounds, like even defensive stats. So I think you get a little bit of an edge with Giannis there, getting things like uh, you know steals and swats that you might get a little less with Luka. So those are some categories you people never really think about and they forget about. They just go for all the offensive ones. But I think Giannis might help him out on the defensive end a little more. All right, uh, so let me ask you this question. Um, what did you think of the Pharrell Ballers tonight with the blowout win? I thought it was one of our best, most complete performances we've had in a while, you know, despite missing our best guy and one of our other, you know, better players. I mean, I know the team we played wasn't great, but we've had teams, uh, games against that team where we kind of let our guard down and then the one guy scores like 30 points and they right. kind of hang around a little bit, but we blew him out from start to finish there. We didn't let him score. No, he, he, he might have had 12 or 14 total, but he usually has 25. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, last time we think we played a man, and that was a problem. I think the guy that was on him, you know, we, some of these guys were a little slower. And then, you know, that half step, this refs were giving him a lot more calls to the free throw line a lot more. Against the zone, he had trouble getting as many fouls as he usually gets. Right. And then uh, did you tell everyone that you drained a three like Jack Sigma late in the game? You pulled up from – Dead out, uh, kind of dead out on the perimeter, and just pulled up and Jack Sigmund. I didn't three. tell everyone, but yeah, I did. I don't usually shoot those at all, but you know, it was a blowout. I figured, why not mess around a little bit? We're letting the guy off the bench that you know our kind of our scrubs shoot a bunch of shots. So I actually got one on the possession right before that, and I gave it up, and the guys were giving me a little heat for it. So I said, all right, fine. You know, it was like 20 seconds left. Why not Jack? And I did. Nothing Mafia but from downtown. Mafia. Nothing but that clean. He pulled up. And we were all like, shoot it. And he nailed it. And uh, it was great. And then I was lighting it up like a bong the whole game. So I just thought we played great. We moved the ball. And I mean to tell you, we, we looked like the Spurs when they won their five titles. We were moving the ball and getting just killer looks and just great dimes from killer. He had 10 or 11 dimes in that game. And then his son had like 25, 30 points, and then I lit it up. I had like 15 and 7 or something. It was just ridiculous. So, anyway, that was fun tonight. I had fun balling. I needed that after going to a, a funeral. I will say this, that uh, Billy O had the military funeral. Mafia was there. The uh, guy with the rubber glove was surprisingly gentle. The guy uh, had a military uh, funeral because he was an Army pilot. In the uh, war, and he actually uh, got shot down over uh, Germany, and he uh, he never flew again the rest of his life. He never went. He never went even near an airport. He wouldn't even go. He wouldn't even pick you up at the airport. He literally would only bus, boat, or train on his trips and vacations and such. So uh, there I was. I showed up at the. Uh, I did the eulogy, and then I show up at this uh, funeral or at this uh, cemetery, and there they were. The military was there. I couldn't believe it. Yeah, they had the detail there with playing the taps and you know folding the flag, giving us a loose. It was nice to see. The whole deal. It was pretty cool. I thought I put a. I think I put a picture up on uh, Twitter. You did. I mean, that's you know something obviously everyone thinks about when you have somebody who's active military that that happens. But you know, it's nice to see when someone who's given their service but still long time later on passes away still get that kind of respect. An admiration there. Yeah, I like that. I thought that was classy, and I thought it was really cool, and uh, I thought it it was pretty special. And uh, You gave a good speech, too. Did you like that speech? Yeah, it was nice. You know, a little more emotional than I'm used to you seeing, and at least in that end of the spectrum. Usually the only emotion I see from you is anger and rage. So right. to see you, uh, you know, you can see how much you cared about him and how much he meant to you, you know, even 
said that he was like a second father to you, that he you know took more notice of you than your own father did. He did. So it was nice and, to I mean, I used to get absolutely pillar to post hammered with this guy. I mean, to tell you, he was a, a good old Irish laddie. Uh, you would have loved him, Carver. Yeah, I used to sit in the back, you know, at the pool you had, the old oh, house, and just God. drink all day. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. The amount of booze I drank with this guy. You have no idea. So I drank with him for at least 12 years. Uh, I mean, I've only, I quit drinking like, I don't know. I haven't, you know, I drank, I stopped for five years, then I, I came out of retirement, like mellow, and then I gave it a two-year run and then came back strong with about eight or nine years now without, right? So I've had, like, about, what, 14 or 16 years I haven't drank? So imagine this. Like, I drank with that guy, literally. I mean, pillar to post, belly to belly every day. You name it. If it was a Sunday or a sat Saturday or a Sunday, college football, pro football, we drank from noon until 1 in the morning. Nonstop. Never slowed down. We drank, leave it. We were bringing cocktails to dinner. You know, we she'd make, like, roast beef or something or steaks, and we'd all get in the dining room for dinner, and we'd show up just hammered, and then we'd just bring our drinks with us. Like, that's as rude as it gets, right, when you bring the cocktail to the dinner, and they're like, do you want water? Or, no, no, we're good. I'm good with this rum I've been drinking for seven hours. Don't, don't mind me. I'm over here <laughs> slugging. He drank vodka, too, like it's shit fight. Hamiger, 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 with a headbutt. I got Lemieux with a thumb to the eye, knock him in the head, kick him in the tee, knock him in the head. Wilson and Wilson and Lemieux going toe to toe. Haymaker, 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 rib shot, body blow, body blow, body blow, body blow, headbutt. I gouge. Haymaker, 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 left, 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 right, left, left, left. Haymaker, 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 headbutt. Oh. Hit him in the knee, knock him in the tee, knock him in the head, kick him in the shin, hit him in the head, over to the head, knock him in the nut. Good fight right there. So anyway, I drank heavily with him, and uh, I guess the only thing I didn't do with him was smoke reefer. Are we on the air? But I did drink with him like a fish, which was so awesome, too, because I was such an alcoholic. Imagine having someone that likes drinking just as much as you. And you're just tag team. I was like the, you know, Royal Rumble. I mean, we went at it hard. Like, I used to, like, when I didn't, <laughs> when I didn't, let's say, work, I would, uh, I'd bust off Bloody Mary's for breakfast. And then I'd go right into the beer and then the rum. I mean, I went on 15, 17-hour days of drinking. And this guy would just absolutely throw down with me like no other. It was awesome. He was the greatest father-in-law ever. And he was cool. He liked the show. He never missed a show in 20 years. Guy never missed a show. He he knew everything. He knew all our secrets. He knew all our uh, trials, tribulations, you name it. Any problems, good, bad, otherwise, he knew everything. He listened to Imus, and he listened to Pharrell on a bench. It was the craziest thing. The guy was obsessed. And he even listened during the Stern years, seven years in a row, he never missed a show, and he listened to my filthy, disgusting, repulsive, awful, just rated X show, and he loved it. And he used to grill me on stuff every day when I'd come home. He'd give me the business. He'd, he'd want to know everything about uh, the porn stars, you name it. He loved it. He was a, such a great Irishman. The guy just partied. Oh, my God, did he party. And then he just went downhill fast. It was awful. Next thing you know, Alzheimer's, it'll get you. That stuff's evil. Anyway, so we buried him, and that's that. It's over. Now I've buried my dad and my father-in-law in five months. Nothing like a little... Bad, like a bad death year, you know?
Get a lot of bodies in the ground. Not good. Hopefully, I'm I'm just hoping Kathy O has a few more years left so she can hit the wine and the slot machines and party. I told her she should have gone to Vegas with us, Mafia. Literally, because she used to go to Vegas with me. Get hammered. Yeah, that was an interesting trip when she came. Yeah, it wasn't good. Especially when they caught me with a kilo. Are we Are we still on? Yeah, that's the person <laughs> you want walking through the door when you're uh, tweaking. Well, at least I was naked with a... Never mind. I was going to say there was a little crane action going in the room. You're listening to Pharrell on the Bench. It's more important than oxygen and water. Pharrellonthebench.com. Killer picks for cheap with amazing results. Fans love it because Pharrellonthebench.com has it all. Football, college, pro, hoops, hockey, boxing, MMA, you name it. Pharrellonthebench.com delivers every day. Sign up today. Hide the money from your wife. 73% in uh, NFL last week, my sixth week in the 70s in 11 weeks, and over 67% winners in college football for the season, and 64% last week, including uh, just, just terrorizing the biggest games of the day. So sign up, and uh, you'll love it. By the way, we'll be in Vegas tomorrow for Thursday and Friday shows of the Wilder Ortiz. I'll talk more about it later. Jerry Palm is our college football insider from cbssports.com, and he's here to talk about everything from the rankings to the big games this week. How you doing, Jerry? I'm all right. How are you? I'm well. So uh, let me ask you first. Um, we were talking before about uh, Tagovailoa's uh, hip, and, you know, you break your hip socket, whatever, you have surgery. People say, oh, he's young, you know, uh, he'll heal in, in six to ten weeks. He'll be good to go. It's like it never happened. You know, when you, I've had my kid break his leg and uh, I've had – I broke my hand. My point was is that when I broke my hand in five places, it's never been the same, ever. I still play basketball seven days a week, but my hand has never been the same. I can't close a fist. It's never, never been better. And so I just do not believe for one minute that that kid can break his hip – and just be good to go and be some number one draft pick and be a top first-round draft pick even. I don't believe that for a minute anymore. You can't tell me that these NFL executives aren't worried about his hip for the future. Well, I'm sure they are. Uh, but I – gosh, I'm no doctor. <laughs> yeah, I don't know I don't know what he's going to be like. I don't know how well he'll recover. Uh, everything that's been said is that his prognosis for a, a full recovery is good, but does that mean he'll be as good a runner as before? Well, maybe not. And that doesn't necessarily mean he can't play quarterback in the NFL. It's, but that evaluation is still months away. And we, we'll see what kind of shape he's in then. I'm sure if he's still, you know, hurting, he may not be a number one draft pick. What do you think of the people that are blaming Saban for it? That's nuts. You know, if, if he was ready to play, if the doctor said that he could play, then he should be out there playing, or that he's their best player. <laughs> he should be out there playing. Right. It, it's, it's not like he re-injured the ankle. If he re-injures the ankle, then you can question whether or not he was really ready. But this is a completely different injury, and it's kind of a freak injury. I mean, he, you know, he's going to the ground, and he lands on his knee, you know, straight up 90 degrees from the ground, and it pushes back into his hip. If he just lands any other way, not that he could control it, but if he lands any other way, any other normal way, he doesn't even get hurt. Right. So it's just a, it's a fluke injury, and, you know, I – what is Saban supposed to do? Put him in bubble wrap till he plays Auburn? It's, that's no good. He's got to stay sharp. Right. I'm with you. Jerry Palm with us. Do you think that um, that they are still 
viable for that last spot because of the way things are shaking out. How do you uh, draw it up in terms of where we're at and where we're headed in terms of this, uh, the four teams that will make the playoff? What are their chances if it all shakes out like they don't win an SEC championship? Let's say, uh, you know, you got, you know the situation in the Pac-12. What do you think is going to play out? Well, Alabama's chances of making the playoff were not great anyway because if they get to 11-1, and one, their best win is 8-4 and four Auburn, who's probably still in the rankings. But, you know, it's, that's, that's a really their, it could be their only win over a ranked team. It's, it's just their schedule just isn't up to snuff this year. They didn't get a good non-conference opponent. They didn't get a good cross-division opponent. So, and then they lose to the best team they play, LSU, you know, one of the best teams in the country. And, you know, they win at Auburn. That's a, that's a really good win, but it's still all they got. Um, you know, Oregon would have lost to Auburn the first game of the season. Alabama would have beat them the last game of the season. That's a common opponent. But if Oregon's sitting there 12-1 and one and has a win over Utah, uh, which will be higher in the rankings than Auburn, um, you know, I don't know that that's enough to keep Alabama in the playoff. And, Oklahoma could be ahead of them, too, and, and that's assuming there aren't upsets anywhere else. So I, I don't really like Alabama's chances regardless, uh, but I think they're a lot smaller now that Mac Jones has to be the quarterback. The first time he's playing a team with a pulse uh, is at Auburn against that defense. So uh, Jerry Palmer to CBSSports.com. Carver High said that he thinks that Mac is a guy that uh, if you go to Alabama, even if you're the backup at Alabama, you're still – probably he would assume that he's better than most of the other quarterbacks in the SEC, frankly, that it might even be starters because Alabama's recruiting is such blue-chip ridiculousness. Do you believe that that kid can finish out the season for them and and do a great job? Well, I'm not going to say he can't, but we don't know. We haven't seen it. And the only similar situation we've had in the playoff era was the very first year when JT Barrett, Leads Ohio State on this terrific season. Uh, they're 11 and one after they beat Michigan, but he gets hurt late in that game, and he's out. And then Cardell Jones steps in, and we know nothing about Cardell Jones, nothing. And he goes out and beats Wisconsin 59 to nothing, and Ohio State stays in the playoffs. So if Mac Jones leads Alabama to a win at Auburn against that defense, then I think we can safely say Alabama is what we thought they were before. Or certainly no worse because he went in and won the game, but that doesn't necessarily make them a playoff team because they may not be better than the competition anyway. So you believe uh, Jerry Palmer is that uh, Penn State will? Uh, I see that you took uh, Ohio State and dropped the 18. You believe that? that obviously, you don't believe it's going to be a good game. I don't think it's going to be a good game for long. I don't know. I've been watching Penn State. You know, I watched them play Minnesota. I watched them play Indiana. They've got a problem. They can't tackle in space. Their back seven isn't, isn't making tackles. The first guy is missing, and Indiana's receivers and Minnesota's very good receivers were getting by him. Well, you know, Ohio State, if you can't tackle in space, you're not going to tackle their receivers, and you're not going to tackle their running backs, and you're going to get smoked. So they have to play a lot better. And I don't know, is Hamler going to play? Is K.J. Hamler going to play? Yeah, I'm not, I'm not play, sure. I don't know how their offense is going to function either because he's really – their top weapon on offense. So I, I'm not optimistic for Penn State. I think if someone's going to give Ohio State trouble, it's Michigan, not Penn State. You know, uh, he got hurt in that Indiana game, so I don't yeah. know. I don't know how bad it is. Do you? Um, 
I got to tell you, I watched that game. I was stunned at how good Indiana played football. Like that, you know, you and I both know they their football program has been laughable for 50 years, and uh, since 1967, I think they made the Rose Bowl. They have sucked yeah. the entire time I was there. I stopped going to the games. They were when so Bill bad. Mallory coached. They were they were pretty decent. Right when Bill Mallory was there, but yeah, I was there for that. Been a long dry spell. This is probably the best Indiana team in in quite a while, although I don't consider that to be much of a standard. Do you believe – well, screw you, Jerry. Do you believe that uh, – because Jerry's a Purdue guy. Screw you, Jerry. Again, I say it. Uh, Do you believe that uh, Indiana in Bloomington can give Michigan a game? Um, About a month ago, I would have said yes. I think Michigan's playing really well right now, unless Michigan caught napping because they're looking ahead. And if they if they are, then I think Indiana has a shot. But Michigan's playing really well right now, and uh, it's like since the second half of that Penn State game, it's like the lights went on finally for Michigan. And uh, if they continue to play like that, I think it's going to be a long day for Indiana. So you have LSU dropping forty-four to Arkansas. Yeah, I don't know how they can avoid it. <laughs> and then I mean, Arkansas, Arkansas is a hot. They're the records of the SEC, man. That that team is a hot mess right now, and. Uh, yeah, I don't know what they've got. I mean, the LSU, you know, unless they just sleepwalk through it, and you know, but I don't see how how they can avoid covering points. And you have Wisconsin blowing out Purdue. Yeah, because it's just a really bad matchup. The physicality of Wisconsin with Purdue's freshmen all over the field. Jonathan Taylor averages 250 yards a game against Purdue. Better Purdue defenses than the one they're going to see right. this weekend. I, I, that's bad. I <laughs> what do you out of there without? <laughs> Busload of injuries. Jerry's going to spit on the ground right now, thinking of uh, that that boilermaker's chances. Do you think I'm going to be in Madison on Saturday? But I'm not going to the game. Visiting my son. What are you going to a frat party, Jerry? I'm visiting my son. All right. Do you? you, uh, What your communist son backstabber didn't go to Purdue? He went to Wisconsin. Rose Holman. What? He he lives up there. He's graduated. He lives. All right. All right. Well, God bless you. Uh, Let me ask you this question. What do you think of Wiseman? I I think that's a good deal for him that he's going to be able to play conference ball and and conference tourney and NCAA tournament. Like, everyone thought he was done for the year and going to the NBA draft. That's a great deal they gave him. Yeah. So, of course, they're fighting it um, because, well, I guess that's what people do now. But I I think that uh, it's about – the best they could have really expected. He gets, he loses about a third of the season, and when he gets to play in the conference games. He gets to play in the NCAA tournament, and I don't think it affects Memphis's long-term prospects really at all in, in terms of being able to be competitive in March. So, yeah, I think it works out pretty well. Uh, who's fighting it? He is, or, or Memphis. Uh, Memphis is fighting that they so think apparently, he apparently they're going to appeal the suspension. Oh, please, they they should be so lucky that uh, he got a, eleven games because uh, they could have lost him for the whole year. Yeah, I don't think the I don't think that appeal is going to go as well as Memphis would like. Do you think they're any good? And how good do you think he is? Well, he's terrific. You know, he's probably going to be the number one pick in the draft. Uh, how good Memphis is going to be? I don't. I haven't had a chance to see him play yet. Um, and and frankly, it's going to be hard to tell until he comes back and we start seeing him you know, integrated into their lineup and, and what they look like for a month or so. It'll probably be March before we really know how good Memphis is. So, I, you know, I'm going to uh, Vegas tonight for the Wilder-Ortiz fight on Saturday, and I just, you know, the more I look at this week's college football games, I want to hurl. They're just not good. No, I, I'm with you. It, it, uh, I mean, Ohio State-Penn State should be good. You know, I mean, that's top-ten matchup. I mean, that's the kind of game 
you should get excited about, and then you see an 18-point line, and you think, yeah, you know. I mean, Ohio State, by the way, if Penn State only loses by 18, that'll be the most competitive game Ohio State's had all year. They haven't won by fewer than 24 points. I know. They're averaging over 40-point margin of victory. This is this is a historic evisceration of a schedule <laughs> that Ohio State is doing right now. I think they've been yeah. great. I think that Day's, Day's offense is exciting. I can't believe how well they've done with him. It's been good, too. That's the thing. It's not just the offense. I mean, right. Look at LSU against the better teams they've played. Their offense is still putting up numbers, but the defense has given up, you know, right. 41 to Bama, 38 to Texas, you know. Right. There's still – the defense gives up numbers. Right. Ohio State's defense isn't giving up anything either. Yeah, they're awesome. Hey, Jerry, great stuff tonight. We'll catch up real soon. Thanks for coming on the bench. All right, take care. All right, Jerry Palm of CBSSports.com. I'm watching the Celtics leading the Clippers by one with under five left in the half in Lipstick City. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.